Today I'll be discussing the five stages of an intimate relationship and how understanding these stages can help with the fulfillment of your relationship or marriage. Welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast, where we focus on bridging success with fulfillment in your personal, business, and spiritual life. And now your hosts, Scott Berry and Joshua Wenner. Hello, and welcome back to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast. My name is Scott Berry, and my partner, Joshua Wenner, is away saving the world, and we'll be back next week. On today's mini episode, I wanted to discuss the five stages of an intimate relationship. And so whether you're currently in a relationship or currently looking for a relationship, understanding and recognizing what many experts dub these five stages of a relationship, when we hit these critical tension points of a relationship, it helps us to become a little bit less reactive and almost allows us to to clear our mind, clear our lens in a way that allows us to see the situation for what it is and then to take maybe more constructive plans of action or more constructive paths. So let's get right into it with the five stages. So the first of the five stages would be called the courtship stage or the honeymoon stage. This is something that most people are very familiar with. Some would even call it the infatuation stage. This is the stage that's categorized by the feeling of butterflies and the anticipation of seeing the other person, thinking about them constantly, and always tending to be on your best behavior. We're given a taste of the potential of the relationship, but unfortunately, it's a chemically induced taste and cannot and should not last forever. This also tends to be the smallest or the shortest duration of the stages we're gonna discuss today. And although it varies, it typically lasts anywhere from three months to two years, but typically it usually never lasts more than a full year. A lot of times for those of us who are not in a relationship but looking to be in a relationship, it's the idealized feeling that we have when we're in this particular stage, which is a pretty big pull for us to want to be in the relationship, right? It's that feeling of falling in love and just that anticipation and just those goosebumps that come over us. It's intoxicating and it can be addicting. After the courtship stage or the honeymoon stage, we come into stage number two. And this is the reality stage or some would characterize it as the power struggle stage. This is the stage where we start to almost come down from the high of the honeymoon or the courtship phase and start to come into reality of this is what it's going to be like to be in a relationship with this specific person. This is where the testosterone and the dopamine and the endorphins start to settle down and we kind of come back into our normal state, right? When our biochemistry has returned to its normal state. It's the period where the couple begins to deal with the now apparent differences and starts to adjust to reality. Ah, this is what it's actually going to be like to be with her, or this is what it's actually going to be like to be with him. Now, we have to remember that every time we get into a new relationship, we are never coming into the relationship on equal platform as the other person. And what I mean by that is every one of us, every single one of us comes in to a new relationship 
with a completely different lens. They come into the relationship with a completely different set of experiences. And most important, we come in with a different set of expectations in how we view a thriving functional relationship should be. And so this reality stage or the power struggle stage is where we start to kind of view, oh wow, this person isn't necessarily in alignment with this particular way in which I view the relationship. Doesn't mean it's good and it doesn't mean that it's bad, it just means that there's a little bit of a differentiation on how they see it and so this is where our ideal views kind of come into conflict and this is how we get into a power struggle. This can often become a time of disillusionment and conflict in the relationship. It's where couples start to have more minor fights and little arguments start to erupt. This is where the real work, quote unquote, of the relationship really starts to take fold. Yelling may start to appear where it hasn't appeared before. You start to even become a little bit more sensitive as opposed to the honeymoon stage or the courtship stage where you tend to be a lot more forgiving about the other person's little foibles. At this stage, both partners tend to kind of dig in their heels to protect their relationship values. And so this is where feelings of ambivalence toward the other person may start to come up. You may start to actually wonder, am I actually in love with this person? Right? These are the first time that those feelings start to come over you when you come into these little tiffs and arguments. This is a pretty critical yet very important stage of the relationship. This is the beginning of learning how to compromise, how to be able to understand and express what it is that you need in a relationship, right? What are your nice to haves? And then what are your musts as far as your core fundamental beliefs in how you want to actually be? in a relationship. And so, you know, as we start to go through these other stages, by understanding that we do have a tendency to go through these stages, that when stage two comes up, that we automatically don't get so dismissive with our other partner and be, you know, so upset that this idealized version that we've been living with the last few months in the honeymoon stage is kind of shifting, but we can start to see, it's like, oh, well, I know this stage is coming or I recognize that it's here and now this gives you an opportunity to come and look at it from a completely different lens and hopefully one with a more open mind and a more open heart space. Unfortunately, many couples don't make it past this stage. This brings us to our third stage. This is the adjustment stage. This is the stage where we start to reevaluate and form an identity in which we come into the relationship. This is where we also come to a pretty critical decision. And that decision is, do we decide to move forward into the relationship knowing that there's going to be adjustments made, right? Since what we talked about earlier, we come into any relationship with a different set of expectations in the core values of a relationship. Does what my partner sees as a healthy relationship and what their core values are, does that match mine? Is that in alignment with my core values and how I want to proceed down the road in a relationship? This is where a lot of the deep soul searching starts to emerge, right? This is where we start to come into some really great reflection of, is this worth putting my time, energy, and vulnerability 
to move forward into the relationship, to give my heart, to give my all into the relationship. And while in this contemplation mode, people may feel disengaged, uh, they may emotionally withdraw, they may be feelings of disappointment. Uh, This is where sexual intimacy starts to maybe become a little bit more sporadic. This is where you start to become a little bit more distant because you're in that contemplation stage, that reevaluation stage. This right here is one of the more critical stages. This stage typically tends to be where most divorces will happen, or this is where you'll start to see affairs or infidelity start to emerge because someone is looking for those feelings of aliveness, right? It's also this stage in which there tends to be a a pattern of of a dead zone. This is where a person will sometimes start to become bored with their partner and sometimes in life in general. And they may start looking for outside stimulus beside an affair where they might start burying themselves at work or friends or a hobby or something else to you know kind of get that fulfillment for a couple to survive this stage communication love trust and vulnerability are so so critical and again knowing that you may be in this stage recognizing that you're in this stage and you and your partner have both made the conscious effort to say I'm vested in this. I'm uneasy, I'm unsure, but I'm willing to put the seatbelt on and really give it my all, roll up my sleeves and really, you know, kind of do the dirty work to try to emerge as best we can from this stage and to really emerge into a more fulfilling and more productive relationship. And so even though there's these feelings and you know, you're in this adjustment stage and you're thinking about the relationship and these doubts are coming out. When you kind of recognize that you're in the stage, this is the point in which you start to put aside more time for the relationship, more time to listen to your spouse. And this is also the time where you can also, you know, reach out for help, you know, get a third party involved, take dates, do weekend dates, or spend more time really cultivating the relationship to really get through the state if it is that important to you. And so if both partners have that determination and willingness, you enter the fourth stage. And this stage is the challenge stage, or some will call it the transformation stage or commitment stage. And if the relationship has survived up until this point, there's obviously an interest of reconnecting and a desire to see the relationship through and put in the effort. And statistically speaking, if you've made it to stage four, you've already bypassed where most divorces happen. That doesn't mean that you're on easy street. It just means that you're willing to do the work. There's still a lot of work to be done, but the work that has to be done actually starts to flow a little bit easier because there's this unity and willingness to strengthen the relationship. You start to become just a little bit less defensive and you start to really become a little bit more empathetic and seeing your own projections and distortions upon the other person. You start seeing the uh, viewpoint of your of your partner, even if you don't necessarily agree with the foundations in how they see the relationship. But this, you know, this whole idea of of compassion really starts to take a whole new form in stage four. This is also where the couple start to see that they have an ally, that it's it becomes a little bit more of a unity. And I've, I've said it before in the past, you have these three pillars of a relationship, 
you have him, you have her, and then you have this unity that you're creating, which is called the relationship or the marriage. You start to come into that space a little bit more. And, and really that's where the magic starts to happen. The couple recognizes that the relationship has the potential to be more than it is and that each has the power to make changes to the relationship. There's an acceptance of the differences in the relationship. And this is where you really start to commit to the overall well-being and fulfillment of not only each person, but the unity uh, the unity of the relationship as a whole. And I'd also like to point out, it, it's usually at this stage in which there seems to be a little bit of a lighter feeling in the relationship, just because there's that feeling of both parties are actively working on improving the relationship. And so you feel like you have a partner and you're not doing this all alone. And so this takes us to our fifth and final stage of a relationship. And this is mature love. You know, this is the reconciliation and the acceptance stage, right? The acceptance of the other person and the acceptance of this unity that you guys have as a marriage or a relationship. This is the stage where each person is really able to take responsibility for their own needs and able to support each other in a whole new light. This is, I take full accountability for my actions. And most importantly, I take full accountability for the feelings that I'm feeling in the relationship. Even if you had an influence, those feelings, I take full responsibility. And it's really from that stage, you kind of take away the whole blame game. You know, researchers suggest that it's less than five to 10% of couples in a marriage ever make it to this stage. There's a lot of work and a lot of energy that it takes to get here. But in my personal view, like this is where the relationships really start to rock and roll. This is, I also feel like this is the stage in which relationships start to get easier because you've done a lot of the work before in the past. You've taken it on and you've allowed yourself to get dirty release a lot of these other expectations and these old stories that you had and you're able to kind of come into it so much lighter and so fights and disagreements always come up but when you're in this stage this is the stage in which you get through those fights you get through those little life speed bumps so much faster because you know that your default is the mature love stage. You know that you've got a partner and that you're in this together on like a deep soul level, not just a cognitive level, but on a really deep level. This is where I feel that you can start to enter what I call a self-actualized marriage. And we'll get into a little bit more about that later, but the synopsis of that is you're able to be in a relationship where you're able to connect to your own purpose, your own passions, and your own attainment of your own self-actualization through the support, through the context and the conduit of your relationship. The relationship doesn't create your self-actualization, but it creates a fertile ground to be able to tap into your own self-actualization. This stage is typically what we're all looking to get to. In this stage, there's a great deal of warmth and mutual respect. There's a balance of autonomy and just connection and understanding in the marriage. You know, this is where you just fall so in love with your partner for exactly who they are and not who they need to be with their faults, all their little, you know, foibles, all of it. And, and that feeling is just 
so beautiful. This is, you know, where you really come into realistic love, you know, where you start to see everything, not from this lens of what you think it should look like based on your old stories and your own history, but just for what it is. And so I hope going through these five stages that as you go through maybe tension points in your own relationship, you're able to recognize, oh my God, I'm at the reality stage or oh my God, I'm at the challenge stage. And when you know that, oh my God, I'm at the challenge stage and this is where most divorces happen, that you know that like this is an opportunity for both of you to like, you know, really step up and take some extra time to put toward the relationship. Now, at any of these stages, you're gonna be putting energy and effort to, to each of these stages, but some are gonna dictate and require a little bit more from you and a little bit more vulnerability from you than, than other stages. So I hope that was helpful. Please join us next week. Josh will be back on the podcast. If you guys have any questions about this, this topic, if you have any agreements, disagreements, we'd love to hear them all. Feel free to reach, reach out to us at masteringfulfillment.com. And also, if you could take just a few minutes to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps us get this information, our podcast to more ears, to more people that we could help because we are so passionate about spreading this message. With much love and deep respect, and I'll see you on the next episode. Are you ready to take your personal, relational, or business fulfillment to the next level? With one-on-one personal support, co-developed strategies, and accountability, Scott and Joshua have the tools, compassion, and years of experience helping people just like you live an extraordinary life. Visit masteringfulfillment.com for details. If you enjoyed this show, we would be so grateful if you left a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us out immensely. Thank you so much.